Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dogs and Handshakes podcast, the podcast where we have enough hot dogs and handshakes to warm your heart, but never enough to pay the bills. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. And we are doing something a little bit different today. Uh, we are having a podcast that's not just one guest. We had something that was comprised of quite a few guests, actually. Um, this weekend, I was was very, very busy on uh, on Saturday, today, the day I'm recording this. And I had a uh, Two wrestling shows within the, a couple hours of each other. Uh, did a lot of driving, haven't eaten. Uh, and it, it was a really busy day, but it was so much fun. I, you know, wrestling is is amazing. I love wrestling. Uh, you know, don't don't tell the promoters, but I do it for free. You know, it, it's really really fun to do. I have some you know some really good memories made when it came to you know meeting new people. Uh, the road trips that we've taken, uh, seeing, you know, friends at shows and interacting with the fans and you feeling the atmosphere of these different companies and these different locations that you're working with is it's really, really great. But something specifically about pride of wrestling, uh, it just really sets them apart for me. Uh, that's something that you're going to hear spoken about in this podcast, uh, with these couple interviews that I had. Um, but pride of wrestling has become a home for uh, a lot of wrestlers actually in uh, the Tampa Central Florida area. We have uh, we've had a couple guests on here, uh, including La Brava and Johnny Zeke, who have quoted uh, been quoted to say that Frank Reyes, who is the head trainer of excuse me, the head trainer of uh, Wrestling Academy there in Clearwater, as well as uh, the head booker for uh, Pride Wrestling over there in St. Petersburg. He's uh, a great mind in wrestling, and you'll be hearing a short segment that I did with him today. And we had a really great talk. But when it comes to Pride of Wrestling, it, it's something that I'm always, uh, I always get excited, I guess you could say, because Pride of Wrestling, it's like, I, I'll say, you know, you'll hear me say it in, in one of the interviews, but money aside, it's it, it just it's just fun. It's a really different atmosphere because what a lot of people don't realize is you come and you pay your ticket, you sit down, you see a show, you see two males, two females, you see four guys, six guys, however many guys putting on a match. But what you don't realize is backstage, there is an environment. There is an environment where we all have to coexist. And sometimes that doesn't work out very well. You know, there's some people who there might be outside issues. There could be internal issues. It doesn't really matter. There are issues sometimes in locker rooms. But for some reason, when I step into a Pride of Wrestling locker room, it feels like I'm just around some friends. And it's a very different vibe uh, of a show. It's a very different vibe of crowd with management with the locker room, you know, it's always like stepping into to just seeing some old friends and it's always a great time. Pride of Wrestling is something that they really put something on for every fan. Uh, I mentioned it in the short segment that I had with Frank Reyes where it's family oriented and but we have something for the old school, something for the new school, uh, something to really keep everybody entertained because it's something that's really hard to do nowadays because you kind of have to try to please everybody, but you never really can. But Pride of Wrestling, I think, does the best that they possibly can do, which is really, really great. And you know, I have a lot of appreciation for them. I, you know, they I never never say a bad thing about Pride of Wrestling because they're great. It's a great company run by even better people. And there's really great guys working for that company that I mean, I'm very fortunate to be a part of. So with these couple of interviews that I did, uh, you're going to be hearing first the voice of Frank Reyes, the man that I said has been quoted 
many on this time, uh, many times on this podcast as being uh, very influential in starting a lot of careers. You'll also hear my interview with the society changer, Samuel C. Uh, he is actually a hearing impaired wrestler. And you'll hear a little bit more about that uh, during his segment. And then you'll also be hearing uh, from Daino. He is currently uh, actually after recording this. So when I had originally recorded the interview with him, it was uh, right before his match. But now at the moment of recording this intro, he is the current reigning Pride of Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. And, you know, really happy for the guy. Great guy. Great worker. You know, just overall... I mean, like I said, everybody in the locker room is great, but you get to know a couple of people a little bit better than the others through certain situations, which you'll hear the story of a little in-ring interaction that I had with him uh, <laughs> when he, he took a, a you know flying kick to the face and it wasn't, didn't end up too well. <coughs> Excuse me. Woo. Gosh. Yeah, so with, with exhaustion and, and hunger comes a little bit of dehydration. I'm a little bit uh, little, little dry in the mouth, a little raspy. Sorry about that, guys. But, uh, you know, I had a really great time doing this. I'm hoping to do a couple more interviews like this coming up in the future so that way you guys can get a little bit of a feel of, uh, you know, the different people who are working within a company and and see what they bring to the table, see what their backgrounds are. Because, yes, I can do an in-depth interview uh, with anybody. I could do a sit down one on one. But I think it's really cool. And if I find it really cool, and I hope you guys do as well, to be able to to see guys' mentalities when it comes to show day, same guys who are sharing the same locker room, and to hear a little bit about what they have to say about a certain company or say what they got to say about some some other um, guys that they're working with in the locker room. And if you listen in here, there are no complaints from any of the guys at POW, from like from the Booker down to one of the workers down to the heavyweight champion. Things are going great. And like I said, I couldn't be happier to work for this company. So I'm going to go ahead and stop my rambling so that way you guys can tune into behind the scenes of Pride of Wrestling. All right, everybody. So I'm here with a name that's mentioned a lot on this podcast, and that is the one and only Frank Reyes. How you doing, Frank? Fine, thank you. So, uh, I, like I said before, you're a name that's mentioned a lot on this podcast. <laughs> good or bad? Uh, it's always good. Oh, okay, I, good. I, 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 always good, good, good things. Good. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, you're somebody that's uh, trained quite a few of the people mm-hmm. that uh, we see wrestling in the Central Florida scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, names like Johnny Zeke that have been on this podcast, uh, LaBrava, who's on this podcast as right. well, uh, Salazar, who is our guest uh, this right. past week, he also mentioned you as a mm-hmm. name that's uh, somebody that's been influential. So I, I actually just wanted to give anybody a little insight on uh, what your history is as a trainer as a, in the wrestling business. Okay, sure. Uh, well, I started uh, back when probably most of your listeners weren't even around. <laughs> I started in 1982. I wasn't around. Uh, there we go. <laughs> See what I mean? Uh, I I was trained myself uh, by the Malenko family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boris Malenko, of course, a professor. Yes. And Dean mm-hmm. and Joe. Uh, you know, because of them, uh, they opened the doors Definitely. for me to where I was able to uh, work around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked in Australia, India, Germany, England, uh, all the islands. Globetrotter. <laughs> uh, more or less, yeah. yeah. You know, I, uh, three passports full. Oh, so, man. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've worked 38 states. Wow. Uh, I've worked, uh, you know, in the major promotions. Mm-hmm. Back in the 80s and 90s, I worked for WWF. The F. Uh, F <laughs> uh, WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old NWA with the Crockett's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Global Wrestling, which was uh, going to be a big promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, folded after a couple of years. Sure. Uh 
now, you know, after 37 years. 37, yeah. 37. I'll start my 38th year after the first of, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a great ride. I have no regrets, no complaints. Uh, again, you know, traveling all over the world, I've, I've worked with Randy Savage. I've worked with Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. I've worked with, uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Express. Legends. With, all of them in their own right. All the greats yeah. in this business. You know, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Dustin, uh, you know, the end, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, the, the list. The list goes on. The list goes on. Yeah, I mean, you know, 38 years, like you said, 38 years, a like lot I of said, countries, a lot yeah, of states. Exactly. And I loved every minute of it. Definitely. You know, the traveling was great. Who'd have thought when I was a kid? You know that I travel around the world when I yeah. you know hit my twenties. Yeah, it, it's really awesome to see. So with that traveling around the world, I mean, not only is it just you're going places, but you're also picking up the you know learning the yeah, styles. Not only that, you know, Japan. Yeah, and that's a know, completely different. Japan, ball completely game. different ball game. Yep. You know, it's a religion there. Oh yeah. You know, and you learn. Plus, not only that, you know, you're twenty something years old and you're learning different cultures. Mm. You know, you learn the Indian way, you learn the Japanese way, you learn the you know. Uh, just you know, it was remarkable. Yeah, it, it's really amazing because uh, that's something that we because we had mentioned uh, Brian Idols, also mm-hmm. one of the other trainers that gets mentioned. And we talked about how he's traveled as well, uh, but we had also mentioned how like you like you said you've been in the game thirty seven years, going on thirty eight years now. So it's a different uh, old fashioned type mm-hmm. of way of doing things, mm-hmm. and that and that's one thing that's on the sign for the Pro Wrestling Academy is old, old fashioned, school. Yeah, old school. We're you know we we we're old school, but we teach new techniques as well. Yeah, you know. Uh, I teach the old school, mm-hmm. you know, because like Malenko used to tell us, you know, when you build a house, you build a foundation. Yep. Well, that's your basics. Yep. Then you build your walls. Mm-hmm. Then you build your roof. Then you put the furniture in, mm-hmm. which is your match. Yeah. You know, and I teach old school. Uh, and I teach, I'm completely different from a lot of, of trainers mm-hmm. because I teach the kids, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody learns different. Yeah. So I work at my students' pace. Sure. You know, if it takes them four, five, six sessions Mm -hmm. to do a headlock, then that's what it takes. Yep. You know, I don't like to rush them through. All right, give me... Give me, give me some more. You yeah, know, hold, hold, a lot hold, of people no. won't hold up for it. A lot of people will just kind of keep steamrolling with everybody else. Exactly. Well, I don't do it that way. I yeah. work at my students' pace. Yeah, I think which you which know. is great because, like you said, not everybody learns the same. Not so everybody learns the same. It. You know. Yeah, a lot of people need that little extra. I don't want to say like the extra extra kind time. Of, you know, they need the extra, extra time. time. They need a little you know, extra attention. Some some can't don't get it. Yeah, some don't. And there's some that get it right away. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Zeke was one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, he got it right away. Mm-hmm. You know. He was an athlete, mm-hmm. you know, and you get some that aren't athletes. Yeah, you know, I was about to say, I think it also comes with what their background is. Exactly. Are. Because you exactly. have some people who come up, they played high school football, they played baseball, they played this. Well, they're kind of, they're automatically going to acclimate to the athletic spectrum. Sure, sure. And, and I don't uh, gravi- gravitate towards your body style. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're 120 pounds, you can still train. Yep. If you're 320 pounds, you can still train. Yep. But I'm not going to have a 320, 400-pounder do what a 120-pounder can do. Yeah, different styles. You know what I mean? Your style. Different body style, different, you know. But they still get the basics, all yep. of them. Yep. You know what I mean? You still got to know a headlock. You still got to know a hammerlock. Oh, you yeah. Know? You still got to know a headlock takedown. 
Yeah, you, you got to have the basics in exactly. here. Like, like you said, you got to lay the foundation. Exactly. So there's got to exactly. be something that's taught the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. But then after that, that's when you're able to exactly. get more into detail. Because actually, it was funny because with Johnny Zeke is actually how we talked about it, how uh, you have to learn to work your size. Exactly. Because it's one thing to learn the basics. But then once it comes into actually putting your matches together, if like you said, if you're a big guy, 300 pounds, you're not going to be a luchador. Exactly. You, know, you got to learn Correct. your style. Yeah, exactly. So um, you're running the training school, like I said, mentioned with a couple of the people mm-hmm. who have been on the podcast. Um, you're also a part of Pride of Wrestling, running yes. out of St. Petersburg, yes. Florida. I uh, do the booking for them. Yes, which we're actually recording at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here. I forgot what today's the... Today's October 5th. October 5th. Yes. October 5th here at Battle of the Belts, correct? Battle for the Belts. Battle for the Belts. Yes. So Pride of Wrestling, uh, you know, we run every so often. I've been here for a every while Every six now. weeks. Every six weeks. And I've been here for a while now. Mm-hmm. It's a, a very different atmosphere. And doing a great job, by the way. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So uh, I just wanted to ask you, you know, what do you feel uh, Pride Wrestling is to you? Because I feel like every wrestling company has a different identity. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different, whether it be a different style or a different way of doing things. Yes. How do you feel Pride of Wrestling is different from the other companies? Well, we, again, old school. Mm-hmm. You know, we tell our stories. Our storylines go maybe five or six shows, mm-hmm. you know. And I notice a lot of uh, promotions don't tell stories. Uh-huh. A lot of promotions you just know, kind of put nice together. Bing, bang, boom, and they're done. Yep. You know what I mean? And, you know, people like storylines. Yep. You know, I like to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you want to bring them back for the next show, mm-hmm. you know? And we like to rotate our talent as well. We don't like to use the same talent over and over and over. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes people get tired of it, you know? Yeah. And uh, we have a little, you know, a little bit of... of some luchador every once mm-hmm. in a while we'll bring in a luchador yeah because sometimes people like to, like that you know yeah of course I personally like again the old school you know a good 20 minute 25 minute mat, match mm-hmm. you know where guys are in there just a 20 minute story a 20 is. minute story yeah you know and it leads up to you know your next show yeah you know and then there's always the in-between of those sure. you know, video promo segments sure. that you exactly. get to, to keep it going. Exactly. And that's what I think is great about some of the guys that are here prior to wrestling is that they keep the story going. Exactly. It doesn't just stop at the end of the show. You know, one, two, three, go to the back, and then it kind of stops from there. Fans got to wait another six weeks for a show. Exactly. But they're filling the space with those videos, which I think is really great for not only for self-promotion, but for the company, of course. Correct. So what do you feel you you bring to the table when it comes to being the booking for prior to wrestling? What kind of responsibility do you feel because i know you said it's very important for the shows so that means you got to kind of keep a watchful eye on the talent that's out there in florida exactly so you know we have our scouts that go out to the different companies Mm -hmm. and they'll come to me and say hey we saw this guy he might fit into what we're doing Mm -hmm. you know and uh you know i sit down with with the promoter uh robbie medina Mm -hmm. and uh you know said well let's give this kid a push yeah uh or Let's see what we can do mm-hmm. to make our matches a little more exciting, mm-hmm. you know, but stay within our old school boundaries. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, because there's ways you don't always have to be completely, completely old school. Like you said, you, you teach a couple of new techniques and you're able sure. to get some more exactly, exciting things going. Exactly. Because there's some people who are 
completely stuck with only old school stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what also is great about you guys is that you also recognize that there is a little bit of need for some change, mm-hmm. but you could still ground it. You sure. know, you could still keep sure. it in one spot, exactly. but make it different because there's a lot, there's some companies that they say we want old school stuff and it's, it kind of dies with the old school. Exactly. But this way it, it pays respect to the old school and still holds those boundaries, but it has that spectacle that keeps everybody uh, that grasps the inner, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? Suspending relief. That, exactly. The suspending belief. We want them to come back saying, wow, that was great. Let's go back and yeah. see it again. Yeah. You know and that's mean? the one thing that I love about wrestling in general is, is the suspension of disbelief where people have, you know, can lose everything for a couple hours and tune into really what's going on. And when there's a match that has such a powerful storyline like there is going on here at Pride of Wrestling, it allows them to get so much deeper into it and pay exactly. so much more attention. Exactly. And, you know. Being raised in the business, old school, yeah, you know, I like the good guy versus bad guy. Sure. You know, and keep the good guy versus bad guy, you know. Like you see in some other, you know, promotions, uh, yeah, the a guy's a good guy one week. Mm-hmm. He comes back the next week, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Then he comes back and he's a good guy again. Yeah. Well, you know, you got the people saying, well, what the heck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... You know, like in the old movies, in the old westerns, you know, you had the good guy with the white hat and the bad guy with, with the black, the black hat, hat and, yeah. you know, and, oh, yeah. and the good guy doesn't always come out on top. No. But that, that's what also, I think, keeps the good guy the good guy. They're able to garner that sympathy exactly. from the crowd. Get and that's that sympathy, the, the power know? of that storytelling you know, is really you, where you, it all comes from. Your job as a baby face, if I may use sure, that term, sure. is to get that crowd in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. And once you got them there, what you going to do with it? Well, that's my job. Yeah, absolutely. That's my job to mm-hmm. tell, you know, this is what we want. Yeah. You know, and if you can do that, man, you got a long run in this business. Oh, yeah. And that's why I think a, a lot of the guys here are, are doing so well at, like, like guys like Morrison, who are out there, he's, he's a veteran in the business, mm-hmm. but he understands what it is to have the crowd here. And exactly. Go, All right, let's go. And when it's time to... Take it home. Yeah. <laughs> Take it you home. You know, yeah. I, I hate to, to break cafe, but no, I, when it's time, you got them there, do it. Yeah. I've seen too many, you know, to where they got them, then they lose them. And they lose them. Now anymore. it's tough to bring it back up again. Yeah, because then that, that's one thing that I think is a sign of a great promoter, or excuse me, performer, mm-hmm. is when they go out there, they you could tell they have them. And then when that three count hits and the crowd is still in it. That's you got him. magic. You got him. Yeah, 100%. I think that's that's really a sign of a great performer because there's been too many matches that have happened where mm-hmm. they have them, they have them, they have they them. Have, it yeah. dips, and then that three count hits, and everybody kind of goes, oh, oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it happens a lot in tag matches. Yeah. You know it what happens. I mean? Uh, hot tag. Then they do another match. Yeah. Well, you just killed everything you worked for. Yep. Exactly. You know? Yep. So, uh, Pride of Wrestling, uh, like you said, runs every six weeks here mm-hmm. in St. Petersburg, Florida. You're a big part of that. I'm a part of it as well. Happy yes. to be part of it. And, uh, you know, the fans can, can come check it out. You guys definitely need to come see Pride of Wrestling. It's something that is, like you said, it's very different from a lot of other companies. We have the old school for those people who like the old school wrestling, but we still bring a little bit of the... A little bit of the fun, a little flair. Yeah, exactly. To, to, to really a little keep bit of the showmanship. There's, a little, there's everything for everybody. Something for everybody. Something for everybody. The and kids... Yeah, the absolutely. old kids, you know, <laughs> the, the old kids. We'll the keep old it kids. at that. We'll keep it at that. <laughs> All right, Frank. You know, well, thank you very much. It's been thank a you for having me. Of course, my man. pleasure. Thank you. All right, everybody. So I'm here with the Society Changers, Samuel C. Sam, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. 
So uh, for those people who don't know you, uh, I want to give you the chance to let people know who the Society Changer is, who Samuel C. And you, and, I mean, we know each other for how long? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's been about a year. Yeah, about a year. I think like a lot of uh, wrestlers or fans that don't know it, that I'm born wearing a hearing aid. So it was, uh, it was a lot of struggle that I was dealing with. Yeah. On becoming a professional wrestler and dealing with like buddies and yeah. all the other stuff. So that's why personal, I had personal life and wrestling. Yeah. Life. Yeah. I had like different nicknames, but it didn't mm-hmm. fit me. Yeah. You probably didn't know it before. I was like when I first started, I was a fan hero of wrestling. Uh-huh. And it just didn't. Didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. And then I had a name called the fastest man alive. Uh-huh. I mean, come on, we got so many fat people in this Indies. Like, yeah, so many. Yeah, people yeah. So, so anybody <laughs> can be fat. Yeah. Like, come on. So I was like, you know what? I gotta figure something out. Sure. So I had help my different people. As you know, my tag partner Aaron Nova. Yeah. He gave me a lot of advice on character-wise mm-hmm. and on who I should be. Mm-hmm. At the Nova, he's the captain at Nova. Yeah. And it fit his character. Yeah. So he was like, damn, how about doing something with the hearing aid? Like, yeah. Embrace a lot of people. Yeah. Even when you're a heel of faith. Yeah. Do it. And I'm like, what about the society changer? Because I'm helping a lot of people on social media. Yeah. I'm giving them a lot of advice. On being who you are. Yeah, anybody like that. that has you on social media, you're always posting the yeah, most yeah, uplifting, I'm, inspiring stuff, peace yeah. signs, you know. I'm normally the one, like, I'll be on there until like three or four o'clock in the morning, and I would get <laughs> matches saying, go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get my name out there. Yeah, of course. So, like, like you said, there was a lot of struggles, not only in like personal life, but when it came to getting into the wrestling business yeah. too. Uh, what, what kind of struggles do you found were kind of the worst? Because I want to start with wrestling. What were, what were some of the hardest challenges with wrestling? Because a lot probably, of, what a lot of people don't realize, there's a lot of communication in wrestling. Yeah. Probably because listening. Yeah. That's probably the main thing. Like, a lot of people think that I'm deaf, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Yeah. I'm just hard of hearing. Hard of hearing. Yeah. yeah. So, it's two different things. Yeah. Being deaf and being hard of hearing. Being yeah. deaf, you just can't hear. Yeah. But being a, uh, a hard of hearing person is, you can hear, it's just not that much. Yeah. So I can hear it perfectly fine. Like I'm, like I don't even have my hearing aid on right now, yeah. and I'm hearing. And you hear me? Just yeah, fine. yeah, I'm yeah. hearing you just fine. Probably because we're face to face. Yeah, still, yeah. regardless. <laughs> but yeah, that's what a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. Is that they think, oh, you can't hear, so you're just deaf right away. But yeah. it's like, no, yeah, he can hear. You can call from yeah. across the room, yep. and you'll hear me. So a lot of people used to think that, oh, well, if you're born with a hearing aid or you're deaf, you can't accomplish your dream. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, you can. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah, at all. yeah. People don't. It's like you're probably gonna have to work a lot harder. But yeah. that that's what I think is as well works with um, your thing of society changer because mm-hmm. society changers got to work really, really hard. Yes, really freaking hard. And I think that, like you said, your work rate has been really. I, I always see you posting. You're somewhere, yeah. you know, <laughs> two, three shows in in two days. You know. Yeah, like I got one after this and one tomorrow. So it's, yeah, so we're, we're here at uh, at POW right yep. now, uh, Battle for and the Builds. Right after that, I got I'm making my Fight to War debut over in Tampa, and I'll be there alongside you. I'll probably right be roughing there. your match. And then, <laughs> and then tomorrow I'll be doing a breast cancer show for my buddy for a knockout wrestling, and I'll see you there too. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, your your work rate has been, you know, really out there. You've been working shows. You know, you working. You know, like you said, you're working fight the world. You have knockout. You have real pro. You have POW. Yeah. You, you know, you had. I don't know if you're still at ACW. You know. Yes, I got, got AC, uh, I'm still, pro. I'm still doing ACW. I'm making my right pro wrestling debut on October 25th. Okay. 
and have another show at Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling on October 26th. Okay. Over in St. Petersburg. Yeah, so you're staying busy this month. Yeah. You got a whole oh, bunch yeah, of stuff always. going on. Which, you know, like you said, it's for somebody who that people say shouldn't have been able to do it, you're doing mm-hmm. just fine. Yeah. And not only are you doing just fine, you're doing pretty damn good when you have your matches. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were coming up through training, um, did you train under Frank Reyes or did you train under somebody yes. else? Yes. I, um, I've been training with Frank Reyes for about, I want to say, four years. Okay. And I have a buddy of mine. I used to do martial arts growing up. Okay. So my buddy, he was a instructor, and I was very close with him. And uh-huh. He was a diehard wrestling fan, just like me. Mm-hmm. And he knew Frank way back. Again, I was with Frank for about like two years with him, mm-hmm. and then I decided I want to like go to different places and get, yeah. and really get my name out there. Yeah, of course. And four years go by, I'm I'm I mean I don't want to put my name out there right. Now. I mean I don't want to brag myself. Yeah, but yeah. Four years go by, I'm everywhere. Yeah, in, yeah. in the state of Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. Florida, indeed. I'm you're, you're you're where you weren't pretty yeah. much before because that that's one thing that is really big and important is putting yourself out there. Because it's not to sound arrogant, it's not to sound like a jerk. Yeah. You are in a lot of places. Like that's just it's just truth. And that's what a lot of people might mistake as arrogance. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here, I'm there, I'm yeah. there, I'm here. Okay, asshole. But it's yeah. like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's just true. And, and, and plus, like, not a lot of days in the indies, a lot of people don't promote. Yeah, no. And it's just, it made me upset a little bit because, yeah. like, bro, like, really, get your name out there. Yeah. Because like, really it's not only like self promotion, but you got to promote the brand. You got to let yeah. them know, hey, I'm gonna be here this day. Yeah. So you can promote yourself, and you know, for because you never for like if you have a show in the, in Sarasota, you might have somebody from Newport Richie or Tampa or Orlando yeah. that will drive all the way over to Sarasota yeah. get to watch you. Yeah. And start taking pictures and yeah. get your merch and everything. Yeah. Like, if it's just if you get one person to go, like it, it's a big difference. That's yeah. what people don't realize because oh, yeah. you have. You know, you say we'll have you have twenty guys on a roster for mm-hmm. a show. Twenty people bring three people each. That's sixty yeah. people already in the crowd. Oh, yeah. And then you have the walk-ins, and then you have yeah. the people who see the promotions. Yep. And you know the regular fans because that's one thing that POW has a lot of is is regulars. We have a lot of fans who are here every yeah. show. They yep. know okay, shows this day. They get their tickets in advance. They're buying online. They want to see their favorite. And it's talents. easy. It's easy to work with them. Like, yeah. It's- very easy. Yeah. Because once you have the regular people, you might have, they might tell their friend and their family, hey, come to this exactly. show. And Networking. more people start coming. Yeah. It starts to branch yeah. out. And that, that's one, that's how, you know, companies grow because companies like Knockout Wrestling that you yeah. and I are Oh, yeah. Definitely of, Knockout Wrestling. Yeah. Knockout's been um, about two years, I believe, they've been yeah, going. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I believe it's been two years now that they've been going. Almost. I think it's been a little over two years. Or excuse me, a little over a year. I don't remember yeah. how long they've been going, but they're still a new company. Yeah. So, but you saw from their, I don't know if you've seen footage from their first show. I yes, was I there. Have. I was yes, there I at have. the first yes. knockout show and the crowd was very small. There was 75 people there mm-hmm. at the most and it was a small crowd. But then now, you know, we had like most recently they had their Wrestle Mayhem show, yeah. their big show. Uh, there was a crowd of 400. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's like, it, it yeah. changes a lot and it's, yeah. that's by word of mouth. Because that's people putting in the work, whether it comes to promoting themselves and saying, I'm going to be here on this day, or mm-hmm. whether it's the brand promoting. And Another it, thing, like promos and, yeah. and all that other stuff, like you got to get, like before, I'll tell you right now, before, I used to hate it. I used yeah. to hate doing promos. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't like talking on the mic. Yeah. But 
like Nova always told me, you gotta. You have to. You have to. Like, have to. in order to get your name out there, you never know who's watching. That's yeah. the key that everyone always told me. And I'm like, okay, cool. And that's another thing, you gotta make the promo be professional. Yeah. And that's what changed me because I got people that do uh, special effects and all the yeah. other stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, why not use him? Like, yeah. it's not that far. Yeah. So why not do it? Don't do it in a car or in your living room. That's or, one thing that I hate so yeah, much. Yeah, and like, like I used to do that, and it was just, uh, yeah. I, I can't. I got it ready. Yeah, because the, that's what I think sets everybody apart is because you see guys, you know, like yourself, you mm-hmm. know, like Nova. I've seen you guys cut promos in certain yeah. places. You see guys like Controversial Inc. Yeah. They're cutting promos in these places that it's just like, and then, you know, it's it's really fitting to the situation. Yeah. But then you have people who are cutting promos in their kitchen or in their car with their work shirt on. Yeah, like, yeah. You like, clearly see, like, a company logo. It's like, come on, dude. Like, I would, like, I'd rather, like, why well, normally do if I do cut a promo at my place? Yeah. I change clothes. Yeah. And because I have, like, a different, um, I have, like, a weird image in the background. Yeah. So I normally do some special effects sure, and I sure. change, change clothes but sure. you won't see me cutting a promo wearing gym shorts and yeah, paint top wearing and, a work shirt yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you after gym and you're going to cut a promo yeah so. exactly so uh, what I want to ask you though is when it comes to like you like you said you've been working all these different companies you got all these dates lined up different places yeah. you're going around Florida and um, so what does Pride of Wrestling mean to you because Pride of Wrestling I was talking to Frank Reyes earlier and Pride of Wrestling is very different from every other company mm-hmm. so when it comes to Pride of Wrestling what sets it aside from the other companies you go to it, it helps a lot of people yeah like it pretty much uh, help a lot of new students get mm-hmm. the name out there yeah so it's I don't know like it just it just helped me it's, yeah it, it, it's a it's a company that a lot of people that I have interviewed before call home yeah because you know, like you come up under Frank Reyes, like yeah. I said, he, he's a name that's been mentioned on this podcast countless times. Yep. Tra- whether it's training influence, yep. a, a, a couple words that he said to somebody makes a difference. Yeah, and that's what we talked about having. You know, Pride of Wrestling is almost a home for a lot of people. They come yeah. here and they have a family here. It's not just another locker room. Yeah, because you go a lot of places. You have guys you never met before, and you have guys that you know you might recognize every now mm-hmm. and then, but it's not. So. Uh, I want to thank you for your time, man. Thank you so much for for coming in here and talking with me. Uh, I I hope we can actually do a podcast with you just on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot more story to tell with, uh, like you said, with your hearing condition. There's a lot to go into there. So eventually, I'm sure we'll do that. But for now, you know, this is all the time we got. So thanks a lot, man. You're welcome. All right, guys. So I'm here backstage with Daino. How you doing, man? What up, man? Doing good. Getting ready uh, to walk away with some championship belt today. Oh yeah, you got you have uh, Morrison and Salazar for the triple threat heavyweight title, right? Yep, that's who I got tonight. It was supposed to be uh, Morrison and uh, Romeo Cavero, but uh, I guess Romeo had some things that he couldn't control. Yeah, and wasn't here today. Sure. So uh, for those people who don't know you, I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to just um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what's your background? What's your wrestling history? Where do you come from? Well, uh, um, background: I did uh, 12, 13 years of martial arts. Uh, wow. I decided to go pro after that. Uh-huh. Um, trained with the Funks mm-hmm. up in Ocala. Uh, trained under the Puerto Rican Hound Dog and under Frank Reyes after that okay. and Tugboat. Um, I've had the opportunity of learning from the best yeah. in, in the last uh, eight or nine years that I've been in the business. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the island watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where the love came from. Yeah. 
you know that, that's the one thing that uh, I told with Salazar actually mm-hmm. it was about uh, wrestling in Puerto Rico it's mm-hmm. like that people don't realize it's a small it's a small island but there's a lot of stuff that goes yeah, on yeah like there. like the the fans in, in Puerto Rico they 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 live it yeah it's not like here like it's not like in the states where you know they're they're iffy sometimes yeah. and you know you, you get random crowds in Puerto Rico it's always live yeah. if there's no there's no stop from the first bell to the last bell yeah. they're, they're screaming at you they're yelling at you whether they love you or hate you yeah. they'll let you know it and Puerto Ricans are hardcore fans man yeah the, that's one thing that that's way different from over here is they are vocal mm-hmm. everybody you know because so again people don't realize as, as small of an island it is there's so much wrestling history there with guys yep. you know Carlito Colon and you know Abdullah the Butcher having matches over there and those were legendary yep. matches so it's stuff they're still talking I about mean, today I mean you you people here in the states talk about oh we sold out Madison Square Garden or we sold out you know uh, a big stadium MGM or whatever yeah but Puerto Rican wrestling as a whole sells out baseball stadiums yeah yeah you know it, it or at least it used to it obviously it doesn't yeah, now yeah, it's different you, you, we're we're in a valley right now but when we in in the heyday in Puerto Rico bro you were selling out baseball stadiums mm-hmm. not just the stands yeah. But the, but the field, yeah. the field itself would get packed. Yeah. Uh, one of the first, one of the first shows that I went to um, was in a baseball stadium. Wow. Packed to the rim. Yeah. All the way up. Crazy screaming. And, yep. And the whole field was packed up. There, you couldn't get, you couldn't get close enough to the ring. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like a, a WrestleMania one or sure. two where they were getting driven out. Sure. Type deal. Yeah. Um, and they would get driven out to the to to the field because they couldn't get past the crowd. Yeah. There was just so many people just yeah. tightly packed. I, th- I think that's where those stories come from. Like I, I've heard an interview once with like Jim Duggan, Hacksaw, mm-hmm. talking about that's why he started using his two by four to keep the crowd away. Yeah, try to push people out. You got That's and that's the way wrestling was not only back then, but especially in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. with the amount of passion they had and everything. So you said that's where your wrestling passion kind of came from. That's where you kind of came to love it. Like when you started wrestling, did you immediately want to be a wrestler, or were you just a fan? Because well, I mean, I, you, we always start out as fans. Sure, oh, of I, I course. Think. Of course. My, I mean, at least that's my opinion. Sure. Uh, we we always start out as fans, so I was always a fan. Sure. Um, but did but, you have that dream? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like somewhere around like twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. like right as I was starting martial arts, mm-hmm. um, I was like, well. I, I kind of always knew that I didn't want to work for somebody else, so to speak. Sure. I know you. You know you have your bookers and your promoters, etc. But we you don't are, want to do a nine to five. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of natural to to just kind of go from my martial arts background into into wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I tried MMA for a little bit, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Sure. I I wanted to wrestle. I wanted to 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 so to speak hear that roar yeah. that we hear. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's where the the two the, the dream came in, um, getting a chance to train with Funks mm-hmm. and with like uh, Frankie Reyes and yeah. Hound Dog and stuff like that. It was just extras to mm-hmm. me, you know. Sure. The moment that I stepped into the ring for the first time, I, my my dream was met. Even if I had not had one match after that, I was good. Yep. Yeah, that, that's one thing that I remember telling myself too when I first started training. It was just like. It's like even if I don't have a match, like I still did it. Yeah. I can't say I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was, that's something that I feel like a lot of people kind of might have that mentality when it comes to it. Like a lot of people right away are like, I'm going to be the world champion one day. I'm going to do this. It's like there's good to have that dream, but you also got to know that it can end at any moment. Yeah, and that's kind of the scary part of things. I was I was real realistic with my my outcomes, sure. possible outcomes, so sure. to speak. Um, the only reason I was able to afford wrestling training to begin with was mm-hmm. because I got into an accident. That almost killed me. 
Wow. Um, so literally every bump that I take um, diminishes my walking abilities. Wow. Um, I have disc in my back that on my lower uh, my uh, lumbar lower lumbar mm-hmm. that are pretty much infused Sheesh. because of the car accident. That's crazy. Um, and I was told if you continue wrestling, you will be paralyzed. It's not in a when. It's, it's you will. It's you will. Jesus. So every every time I step out, I'm living my dream. Yeah. You know, even if I never make it to a big company, even yeah. if I never, you know, even if I never get back to Puerto Rico to wrestle, um, I'm living my dream. Yeah. I don't want to call it a cliche, but it's almost like you're you're wrestling every match like it could be your last. Yeah, because it, it very well could it be. It very well could be. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the important things. It's like having that passion to push past injuries or to push push past what you know what a doctor told you mm-hmm. because uh, you know granted we should have listened to our doctors of course but you know your body better than anybody else yeah. and you know you know when you hit that mat and you go okay that didn't feel good yeah you know so you know your body better than anybody else when it comes to wrestling you know that passion drives you you know so that's so some people kind of have to put us in check sometimes mm-hmm. you know i mean you you, <laughs> you personally we can talk about that yeah, you personally had to put me in check <laughs> so I, I don't know you want to tell the story I, we'll tell, tell it story. bro so <laughs> so we're I'm, we're doing the match with romeo Cavedo before the feud started um I took a wild kick. It, it wasn't Romeo's fault. No, no. I, I oversold, and I walked right into his kick, um, and my face swelled up. A lot of people probably saw it on Facebook and on my uh, on my uh, fan page. Yeah. Um, so I had this hematoma that grew, and you told me to call the match because my yeah. eyes were swollen shut, and I pushed you away twice. I told you to F off. Yeah. That I was still going. <laughs> Not knowing how bad it was. Not yeah. only that, yeah. we finally, you finally get me to call the match and, and and to take it home. Yeah, we get back to the locker room, and my first instinct is to take a, a gig, a, a blade to my <laughs> eye, so that I can, so I can let the blood drain out of my eye. Little did I know that I was bleeding internally. Yeah, you and two others have to literally hold my hand from taking the blade <laughs> yeah. of my eye. Yeah, I go to the ER, and the doctor tells me if I would have cut myself would've and let died. the blade, I would have died. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you had to put me in. Jail. <laughs> it, it, it happens it was it's just it that happens. mentality bro like i was hurt i knew i was hurt but the crowd was into it and uh we were having a good match yeah and even though i was hurt i wanted to i wanted to give the fans what they paid for you know there was yeah. we, we, we had a decent crowd here um they like i said they were eating it up and I was not about to just go home. Yeah, I, I didn't no. want to. Yeah, because you were into it. But I, like, I, it was the look on your face and the look on Frank Reyes's face from the stage that I was like, okay, maybe it's it's as bad as they say, <laughs> bro. Looking <laughs> at those pictures, yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, because I remember as a referee, I'm supposed to be kind of, I'm supposed to stay in the middle. You know, I got, I can't yeah. lean either way, and I got to keep you know, a straight facial expression. But you I didn't remember hold straight face, that, bro. bro. You said, oh, I know. I was like, drop. my my, my <laughs> eyes shot open. I was like. That's not good. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I was just like, oh my God. And the thing is, I knew that it was bad because I saw it. But the thing is, I knew it was really bad when I heard it in my ear. I heard Frank. You know, Frank doesn't ever yeah. say bad words. He goes, call the damn match. And I was just like, oh my God, it's bad. He sees it as bad. So you talk about the passion of wrestling. It drives you. What does pride of wrestling mean to you? Because I talked to some other people. Pride of wrestling has always been like a home for a lot of people, especially under Frank Reyes. Like you said, you trained under him. What does pride of wrestling mean to you? Pride, pride of wrestling is definitely home. Um, to say that I've... My blood, sweat, and tears built this is yeah. an understatement. Yeah. Um, and I'm not taking, you know, credit for it at all. I just, 
I, I, I feel like I'm a pillar. Sure. Here. Of course, of course. Um, hate me or love me. I'm here every show. Yeah. Um, the, the locker room is great. Mm-hmm. The, the, the level of talent that we have in the roster is amazing. Yep. A lot of up and coming stars. Um, Pride of Wrestling is, is Puerto Rico without me being in Puerto Rico. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because of, because of the owner and because of the way we run things mm-hmm. and the mentality that we have, it, it feels like if I was wrestling back home. Yeah. I got the opportunity in 2014 to go try out for Capital Sports Promotions oh, wow. down in Puerto Rico, which is Carlos Colon's company. Wow. Um, and a lot of the storylines, a lot of the, the feel of how we work things mm. is like being down there. Yeah. So it's great. For me, it's, it's that home away from home feeling. Definitely. That's awesome to have. Like everybody should have a home away from home. And I think POW has become that not only for yourself, like you said, what the feel it gives off, but for a lot of people. Because this is a promotion that, like, I know I'm not here every show. I try to be as much mm-hmm. as I can. You know, there's a lot of people in the locker room that say the same thing. This is a place that they call home where it gives a vibe of a family. It's not a locker room. Mm-hmm. It's a family. Yeah. And, and that's why I think the best part is. And, like, like, the fact that, like, I mean, you know, it. we work with a lot of different promoters, a lot of different bookers. And this business hurts yeah. in, the, in the fact that it's shady. It, yeah. it takes more sometimes than it gives out. Yeah. And I, as much as I bump heads with Robbie and Alexis... As much as we don't like each other in in the ring and sure. in what we do, sure, um, they take care of us. Sure, not just on a financial means, but dude, I was in the hospital. They went to the hospital with me. Yeah, they helped me, you know, to take care of some things that I needed to take care of because of the hospital thing. Yeah, so and they didn't have to. No, and you know don't. that any any other place would have just told you see you later. They would have said, oh, good luck. Yeah, they wouldn't so, have even sorry about up with uh, sorry about your luck. You'd be lucky if you got a hey, how you doing? Text message. Yeah, you know, exactly. A day later, or even a couple hours later. Yeah. Um, which I have stories I could run down in the last nine years of how many times that's happened. But yeah. I'm, we're not we don't have to go there. It's just yeah. with them the way they run it, it is a family. Yeah. So that's that's what we like about it. That's why we, I think. People have no no issues dropping what they're doing and coming out here, hundred percent, and putting everything they have into this. Yeah, because in reality, this is a company that like it, it runs on the same day as a lot of other ones. Like for example, I literally had to go to another show right after this one's mm-hmm. done. But the thing is, I'm willing to do that because of how much I love coming here. Yeah. Because in reality, I don't have to. Mm-mm. I could just say, oh, sorry, I'm booked at another show. And it's yeah. that simple. But no, I love to come but to But you do that because of the way they treat you. Because 100%. of the, the, the way the locker room is and the yeah. way the, they have attitude towards you. you know yeah. Because not, not to you know throw on any other companies, but it's like if a lot of other companies were to ask me, hey, on the same day I have another show, do you want to come to our another show? It's going to be a tight, a tight time squeeze. I'm probably be like, no, thank no. you. Yeah. Because it's like, but this is one place that I willingly will be like, I don't care if it's a tight time squeeze. I'll come. I'll do it. You know, yeah. it's not about the money. It's not about whatever. They could yeah. not pay me and I would still come and do it because it's that good of a company. Yeah. So, you know, I, that's pretty much what I wanted to ask you for now, man. I really appreciate All you right, taking man. the time. So Thanks thank for you. having me on the show. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. So that was my my interview with a couple of the guys from the Pride of Wrestling roster. And it goes without saying that this is a roster of very special, very talented and very, very uh, great people. They're they're people who care a lot about this business, uh, who have a lot of experience in this business, especially with Frank Reyes and as well as some of the guys who are coming into that company, like uh, James Morrison. Uh, James Morrison, if I'm not mistaken, has been in the company about 10 years and, um, you know, to see him as well as, you know, like I said, Frank 
And a lot of the other guys there uh, have a lot of wrestling uh, experience together. And to see that the way that they're passing that along uh, is really inspiring. Yeah, I think it's really, really great that they're taking this opportunity to show the younger, younger generation uh, how things are done. Because they're guys who care very much about quality, uh, very close attention to detail. And that's very, very important nowadays when it comes to professional wrestling. And that being taught to the younger generation, such as myself, is really important. And always sitting under the learning tree, always learning. And that's probably one of also my favorite reasons going to POW because I feel like I'm learning something every single time I'm there, whether it be from Frank, whether it be from Morrison, whether it be from one of the, one of the other veterans in the in the locker room. It's always great. So uh, I want to thank uh, Pride of Wrestling. I want to thank Robbie Medina and Frank Reyes, as well as Daniel Slee and Daino for allowing me um, to do these interviews backstage, as well as giving me some of their time uh, for those that I did interview. Uh, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. Um, and, you know, if you guys enjoyed this kind of episode that I did, I know it's something a little bit different from my normal uh, sit down one on one interviews. But if you guys enjoyed this format, uh, hopefully I'll be able to do it some more. Uh, if not, let me know, guys. Um, you can find me on Hot Dogs and Handshakes on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Uh, DMs are always open if you guys have any critiques, uh, you know, any ways to improve the podcast. If there's any ideas, I'm always open to ideas. Um, if there's anybody that you want to specifically hear be interviewed, let me know. I'd be more than happy to interview, uh, you know, and one of your favorites. I'd be more than happy to do that. So, and, you know, if you're a first time listener, thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to entertain you. It really does mean a lot to me. And if you're a continued listener, thank you so much for your continued support as always. And guys, um, yeah, I can't really thank you guys enough because I've had a lot of fun doing this podcast so far. It's something that I can't wait to continue doing. Um, you know, there's more guests out there and there's more people to go and, you know, hear these stories from because there's a lot of people who don't get to share their stories. And I think that's a shame. Uh, everybody has a story. Everybody deserves to share it. And that's where I come in and that's where I'm, yeah, I'm happy to be. So thank you guys so much for allowing me to entertain you guys. Like I said, first time listener, long time listener does not matter. I, I appreciate you all the same. Thank you guys so much. Follow us hot dogs and handshakes on Instagram and Facebook. Like I said, and then if you're not already subscribed to us on places like Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, go subscribe to us, leave us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing. Thank you so much guys. God bless every single one of you.